0: Section twenty seven of Great Epics in American History, Volume Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Great Epics in American History, Volume Three. The French War and the Revolution, seventeen forty five to seventeen eighty two, by Francis Whiting Halsey. Section twenty seven. The Execution of Andre, seventeen eighty two the historian lecky's view the execution of major andre is indeed one of the saddest episodes of the american war and in the judgment of many it left a deep stain on the reputation of washington the victim was well fitted to attract to himself a halo of romantic interest though only twenty-nine he had already shown the promise of a brilliant military career he was a skilful artist and the singular charm of his conversation and the singular beauty of his frank generous and amiable character endeared him to all with whom he came in contact and was acknowledged by no one more fully than by those american officers with whom he spent the last sad days of his life nothing could be more dignified more courageous more candid and at the same time more free from everything like boasting or ostentation than his conduct under the terrible trial that had fallen upon him and it is even now impossible to read without emotion those last letters in which he commended to his country and his old commander the care of his widowed mother and asked washington to grant him a single favor that he might die the death of a soldier and not of a spy at the same time it is but justice to remember that he suffered under the unanimous sentence of a board consisting of fourteen general officers and that two of these steuben and lafayette were not americans nor can the justice of the sentence in my opinion be reasonably impugned an enemy who was in the camp for the purpose of plotting with the commander for a corrupt surrender and who passed through the lines in a civilian dress under a false name and with papers conveying military intelligence to the enemy did unquestionably according to the laws of war fall under the denomination of a spy and the punishment awarded to spies was universally recognized and had been inflicted by both sides in the present war the argument by which the english commander endeavoured to evade the conclusion seems to me destitute of all real force arnold he said whatever might be his faults was undoubtedly the duly constituted commander at west point everything andr did was at his invitation or under his direction as a general he had a full right to give passes and a british officer who landed under a flag of truce which he had given who came to the camp at his request who left it with his pass and who even in assuming a false name was only acting by his direction could not according to the general custom and usage of nations be treated as a spy the obvious answer was that arnold was at this time deliberately plotting the destruction of the government which employed him and that no acts which he performed with that object and for the purpose of sheltering an active colleague could have any binding force against the government which he betrayed as a matter of strict right the american sentence against andre appears to me unassailable and it is only on grounds of mercy and magnanimity that it can be questioned end of section 27